everyone, it's Wednesday, hopefully it's still summer outside, we're not sure at time of recording, but it should be, and I've got George and Mandy with me again to talk about games that uh, you could take to the cottage or on holiday with you, so hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good, yeah, great. Awesome, well let's get down to it. So we talked on Monday about some of the necessities you have to think about with cottage games and gave some examples and we were talking about size, uh, appropriateness of pieces, the people you're going to be playing with, that kind of thing. So let's assume that you're going up with a group and you know at some point you're going to have at least one game night. You know you're going to have a time. You're going to sit down. It's not going to be one of those, oh, let's pull this out of our pocket and play it while we're sitting down on the dock. It's we have set this night aside to game. Mm-hmm. What do you want to have up with you for that? Well, you know, it's fun to have things that are on theme sometimes and uh if you're having a nice relaxing weekend uh, a game i've been having a lot of fun with lately is uh, pelican bay it's sort of like yeah. a light version of carcassonne um but it's also fun the art's really fun and it's, it's something new to show people and it's perfectly on point with the theme of being on vacation i don't know if any uh games come to mind for you guys but i think sometimes having like the right theme um I'm all into, like, matching themes. Yeah, tying in, like, a fun experience. So, you know, like, as much... I mean, there's plenty of, like, heavy-themed games. Uh, yeah. Like, Blood Rage or something's great, you know, anytime. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to have, like, the... The explore the game Exploring games and, like, the, the vacation-style games. Even, like, a, that's why a, a Ticket to Ride kind of thing can work. You know, because it's like, we're let's have fun traveling. You know, here we are out of town anyways, and it's just tying on everybody's... Uh, you know, experience. I've had really good luck taking Chin to a cottage. Right. I like those kind of medium-sized games that uh, my, my my sister and our good friend is usually these memories come from. Uh, they're not super gamers, but they're we're sitting down to a game because they they are into it. So I find like Chin was really good. Um, Kamasado. Um, I borrowed a bunch of other ones, just like that kind of Hanging Gardens, which uh, oh, Dave yeah. and I both really love. Yeah. Such a good game. Um, just that, that kind of level of game is like just enough. It lasts like about an hour, um, so like no one's investing too too much time into yeah. it, and we can play again um, if we are really into it. Which sometimes uh, at these college weekends we get into like um, you fall in love with a game and we can't stop playing it over yeah, and over and over I and over. I think that's over. big, especially if like uh, we kind of were talking about the other day. Uh, the rainy afternoon scenario it's like sure you had all these big plans you're supposed to go out on the water or visit town or something but then there's those days the weather's not cooperating and you've got to sit down and play a bunch of games and games where you can evolve your strategy over mm-hmm. and they have replayability and maybe some of the like not heavy gamers they play it the first time a little confused okay right. whatever but now i'm starting to get the hang of it and that's why yeah. i kind of love uh showing people uh, lost cities is because the concept's pretty straightforward, but, you know, like, people's strategy's going to evolve so much over, like, five or six games, and it's, like, a nice quick game that you can totally knock off, like, a whole bunch of sessions. Um, one that was fun uh, for us lately was a Star Cartel, um, a really simple little sort of resource collecting, delivery, theoretical delivery giving. But anyways, people's oh, yeah. strategies evolve, like, really quickly. The first time, you're a little confused, but, like, it leaves you with that sense of, oh, you know what, i got to try next time. And Cottage can be great for those kind of games because you might have a, a time to play a, a bunch of quick games. Yeah. And uh, the games where, like, your your strategy is going to evolve and 
give you a reason to jump right back into them. Mm, I the haven't played Stark, I'll tell you, but that I can see being a really good one. What's the name of the game? I'm blanking completely. You're uh, taking goods on a ship and betting whether it's going to go to port or not. It's out of print. Oh my goodness. Manila? Yeah. Manila, Manila. Yeah. yes. Yeah, that's I really great. like that because at first I had no idea what I was doing. I'm just going through the motions and now I'm like, now I'm starting to understand this. Yeah. Um, and I recently played a game called Huns um, when some of the Dice Tower people were at Steaks and Lattes Midtown. And it was really interesting because it's like, okay, that person is collecting tons of cards and I seem to be working on filling these wagons and the scoring was really tight. So it's like oh, all these different types of strategies yeah. to try out next time. Games that have a lot of different that are still like that medium sweet spot, but like have different things that you can try mm. are super fun. I've had a lot of success actually along uh, similar lines at uh, games that slightly shift your strategy because they're different each time. So Isle of Sky is one I have oh, a lot of success yeah, with because the scoring mechanism changes. There's, I think it's 16 possible scoring methods and you play with four each game that are randomly determined. I don't know how many combinations that gives you. But sometimes you're building entirely geared around the shape of your terrain, and sometimes you're building entirely around making sure that you you do something completely different. And it, yeah. it changes up how you play. And actually, you were saying Lost Cities, and if you wanted to theme night with Lost Cities, uh, the Lost Expedition oh, yeah. would go really nicely with that. And that game changes every time you play it, because yeah. the order you pull cards out of that deck is going to totally affect how Plus your game... it's like set in the middle, middle of the wilderness or right. jungle, but it's it's a nice kind of tie-in to being in the forest. And so, then you play in Kingold at the other end of it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a whole night plan. So Some we're those, leaving tomorrow. Um, <laughs> those deck building games, like, you're just making me think of uh, how much I can get into like a session of Hero Realms or Star Realms uh, or where, even Dominion, like just yeah, give me those, like a nice sesh of a deck builder. And it's like it changes every time you play, like a little bit, right? Like what's the deck going to give you? And uh, those are the kind of games where if you're just sitting around with a bud, um, you just play it, knock off. Like before you know it, two hours have gone by and you've played like a dozen games. I think those are like sometimes the perfect relaxing cottage experiences, vacation experiences. I think one other thing, and this is something I had huge success with the last time I went with a big group to a cottage, because you have to also consider the size of your group, not yeah. just the, the people who are in it. Um, it's the one time in my life I like playing the original werewolf. Oh, yeah. Especially late at night, especially when the fire's lit, right? especially when all the lights are out, and Ooh. you just chew into the story, yeah. and especially if you have a good moderator. Yeah. Um, and the last time I played this, it was wonderful because the one villager who was left alive suddenly realized they were surrounded by a bunch of werewolves and went into complete hysterics. <laughs> um, it was it was marvelous. I think I've told this story before, uh, but it was just such a brilliant experience because it was so thematic. And it, it's interesting, like, it's a game that's kind of hard to bust out because we can't really play it at work in the venues because it's a little bit too loud in there. Right. And I never have enough people who come over for my game nights, but at a cottage when you have enough people, that's like, I'm kind of interested in trying that now. Funny uh, you mentioned Werewolf. It just reminded me, there's, um, and traveling, there's this app-based game called Triple Agent, and it's basically a board game, but the only component you need is your phone because oh. the, the phone is the narrator for the game. It's a secret identity game, and... Uh, you just pass around somebody's phone and it tells you a question and you decide who you want to ask. And then, you know, it, it just fills in all the blanks and it's perfectly portable. So games like that, you know, sometimes there's uh, apps that can save you a lot yeah, of Yeah, uh, that's space. another thing. Because like traveling, uh, my partner just brought his iPad and just filled it with... The, we complimented what I brought yeah. versus what was on the iPad. And then you can play it on the plane. Like you can play Lords of Waterdeep 
on the plane. Yeah, hot seat game like Carcassonne. Yeah. Uh, I, my, I can play that on my phone too. Uh, again, you know, having a little library on your phone. Um, you know, these are great. Sure, if you have the space in your bag to bring like the full box, great. Oh, yeah. But, you know, why not have another 10 game options uh, just by downloading some apps? And the nice thing about that is it's sort of, and Werewolf does the same thing actually, is if you have the potluck dinner with all the alcohol flowing and you get to that point a little later in the evening, you're not going to destroy your game. Yes. <laughs> like iPads tend to be out of the way, touch wood, by the time that you get to that. But any game that you, you know, around food and around drinks, you're going to want something at the cottage that is not going to get wrecked when somebody knocks a glass of wine over. That's when you want to switch from um, whatever you're playing that has a board in pieces to like a nice game of Anomia. That Anomia just, illustration yeah, Exactly, werewolf. something that's a little bit... Like, if it, if it gets wine on it, then you can buy another copy for, like, 15 bucks. Yeah. Or even something you can get into the realms of things that are wooden pieces solely. Mm-hmm. So something like the, the Gigamic Games uh, or Bandu, where, okay, it might, they might stain and that wouldn't be so great, but they're not going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Can I give just a quick shout-out to, like, a regular deck of playing cards, too, right? There's yes. a bunch of classic yeah, games, yeah. you know, yeah. and, like, I have a deck of playing cards in almost any of my travel bags just because... I know there was no reason not to have it, and it only takes yep. up like the smallest amount of space. That's true. And they can substitute for lots of things, and make you can play lots of games. So why not? That's a very very good shout. Well, there's some more ideas for you, and we're going to be coming back on Friday to talk about the mammoth endeavors. The we're going up to the cottage, and while we're there, we're having an entire afternoon to dig into this thing, or we're going to leave the game set up overnight and carry it on tomorrow morning because you're at a cottage and you can do that. You yes. don't have to clear up every night, and you know you're not working around yourself, and you're on vacation or whatever it happens to be. Uh, this doesn't work so well when you're flying places. Fitting Twilight Imperium into your suitcase is probably not smart. Challenge accepted. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> anyway, we will see you on Friday. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.